take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do, way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Can't be a real, might get you canceled. The whole system need to dismantle. Copper treated like the utmost warning. Trying to rule the block, but don't know what goes on. It. News got a story with a new take on me. Carrying out the window with the screw face on me. But I know that God love me when my burn. 95 degrees and I can't get sunburned. Wonder when your government don't make me legal. Burn the whole city if I can't be equal. Get off my please, Brad, I earn that. 400 years, how you still ain't learned? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I see the things that they do, way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Shout out to the trying to gentrify the genre. Tell them free my middle finger to your honor. In the days coming down the seconds on the timer. Goofy still trying to purchase that designer. About to buy, learn to grow my own food. Cause I don't like the look they give me in the whole foods. And when you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. But it ain't on me now, I'm limping cause my heavy. But ain't sweet, think we thin. My whole attitude on MC Ren. It's my neighborhood now, Bob, I bought that. 400 years, how you still ain't caught that? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I see the things that they do, way less than they say. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. We are live once again. We are live. Just want to say that this is not going to be the longest one tonight because I didn't sleep since I did the Miko show and I only had two hours of sleep before that. So two hours in the last 24 hours, it's okay. I'm going to give you a set amount of time, but like I said, we're going to burn it all through the weekend and I'm going to push it tonight because I'm going to have a deep, good sleep tonight. But when I get like this, working on nervous energy, it's not nervous like I'm scared. It's just adrenaline because I'm on the attack. I'm in my own little corner of cyberspace. 
and folks just choose to just come and give me those crazy attacks. I want to welcome everybody in. Everybody's here. Oh, man, we got it full up in here so far. So good. Master Glam, Brother Landon Price. Yes. Willie C. Holman in the house. Oyala's cadence. Reese. Reese didn't slip in the back door, the side door this time. She's right up here front and center. Wow. Mixed genre faves. I promised y'all and I promised you that I was going to be back tonight if I had to drag on here, drag up in here on one leg. (laughs) It's Friday, y'all. How could I give up on Friday? Listen, it was about maybe one or two o'clock and I was fighting and said, go to sleep, go to sleep. But I went to sleep. I'd wake up maybe like right before and be up all night, but tired in a way. So I said, you know what? I'm going to push it. I'm going to do what I have to do. I went outside, made some runs, um, got something good to eat, came back. So I don't mind being a little beat right now because after this, I'm going to sleep. But we're going to get up and be recharged even tomorrow. I'm not even treating tomorrow like a Saturday. Even when I do treat it like a Saturday, there's a lot of things that I do behind the scenes. But I got T-shirts here to make shows to do. We're going to be back tomorrow night, the night after that. This is an everyday thing, y'all. I want to talk about something I want to jump right on in, and this is going to be uh, freestyle, as always. I don't come with bulleted points, and, you know, there's a time for that, you know, when you're interviewing somebody or whatever. But when you're talking, it's like you got to talk from the heart. It's got to come from the heart. It just can't be, you know, some anal-retentive, you know, premeditated. You can't flow like that. You want to hear a person stutter. You want to hear them go high in the voice and low in the voice and get pissed and just shoot from the hip. That's been working out so good for us. And again, like I said, I'm loving it. I'm loving the flow and I'm glad you all are here. Charlie Ogun, Lowry. Yes. Peace to you, my brother. Yes. Always. I went to school with a brother named Lowry. His last name was Lowry up in Queens, New York. And I haven't seen him in a good long while. Haven't I lost contact with him online, but I'm going to reach out to him. We Go back to the 70s. Good times. Yes. Um, what I said earlier about being under attack. Let me find this here. You see, I want to explain something to everybody in the evolution of what we do here on this platform, which I'm always open to suggestions. I'm not a dictator. I want us all to get a feel of something that we can get something out of. It's not for me just to sit here and just be the only one talking. Look, when, if you say, hey, Lance, I got to get in there. Come on in. I give you the link. No problem. Right. But there are people who don't understand that. If you're on a sailboat. And the wind is in your favor and you're trying to get to the other side of a huge lake. And the winds are blowing. Why change the direction of the sail? But when the winds blow in a different direction, you're trying to go forward and the winds are blowing against you. So now you can't keep the sail in the same position to get to the desired destination. You have to have the expertise and the sense to be able to adjust that sail so that you're still moving against the winds, which are hard to do. There are many people who, in our ascension, if you wanted to call a struggle, if you want to call it a movement, We're not all monolithic. We're not all exactly the same. We don't all think exactly the same. If we did, then if you go to a black neighborhood, African neighborhood, melanated neighborhood, copper colored neighborhood, 
that all the supermarkets would have certain things off the shelf and other things would be left. But when we go in as black people to the supermarket, it's evident. Some people eat pork. Some people eat fish. Some people don't eat any flesh. Some people eat bread with wheat in it. Some people eat bread with gluten-free, right? No wheat in it. Some people eat eggs. Some people drink milk, dairy. Some people don't. Some people live off of junk food and Fanta and, and Dr. Pepper and Coke. And some people like Coke, the Coke Coke, the sniff up your nose. It has nothing to do with the supermarket unless one of the guys working there pushing the broom is selling drugs from the supermarket aisle like I once knew. We're not monolithic. But there's some people who feel that we should stay stagnant. We should keep our sail in the same direction. Even now, it's pushing us away from where we want to go, which is freedom, liberation, salvation, being able to choose our own destiny without the government interrupting, without religion interrupting, but yet being respected by our peers. And because we are all in the struggle, we have a common enemy and that oppressor. Yeah, the title of the show is shocking. They're going to be people who peeking. Wait a second, Lance. What you talking about? Blame the white man is an old excuse. Are you selling out? Are you trying to blame us for what happened to us, for what he did to us? Are you trying to go for a mainstream position? Has a Republican offered you a lot of money to start attacking us in this way like you don't know the struggle? You know the struggle. Yes, I do. And the title of this particular show is not was not made to take the heat off of that one who's been on our backs for so many hundreds of years and benefiting from us. No, it's not that. That is not the reason. The reason is that we need to stop focusing on that one that's doing his job well. Not well because I like what he's doing. But he's being effective in what he's doing to us to this day, not even only on our physical bodies, through the food, through the killings, but what he's doing to our minds. Y'all were here last night when we had that little saucy Santana talk, how we're being morphed and loving the decadence, but how we think and how we think against each other. There's a lot that we have to bear accountability for. Let me say that 10 times. Accountability, 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 accountability. I should come over there and spray paint it on some people's houses. Yo, man, I got up one night, man. I would take out the garbage on the side of the house. Had big word of accountability. A lot of us don't want to have, no matter what's going on, no matter how the winds are blowing against that sail, we still have to find ourselves where we need to be on the other side of the lake where we wanted to be, and we can't let anything stop us from that. Got me over here knocking shit over. <laughs> and white man, man, he hold me back. He, we know the system is there to make it hard for us. We know this. But they ain't going to hold us back. I know Master Glam knows that Rick, Rick, Rick Ross song. <laughs> These niggas going to hold me back. These things, that's my theme song. That's my theme song. 
because too many of us have given up by not looking within when we say between each other, we have power. We have unlimited power. We're the black man, the original man of the earth, the cream of the earth. There was none other first. Yet we're crippled and handicapped and impotent. Impotent doesn't mean a forever soft dick. It means you blaming the white man. But when I walk down through the black neighborhoods and I look at the garbage cans, the garbage cans are half empty with trash and trash is all around it on the ground. Why are you throwing trash on the ground in your own neighborhood? You see a white man with a black woman in an affluent neighborhood and she got a big rock on her finger. He's taking her to a nice restaurant. They married. But in your own neighborhood, you see your own sister, whether you know it or not, and you call her all kind of bitches and hoes. Accountability. Ain't no white man make you call her that. Ain't no white man make you throw the trash in your own garbage and then call it a hood. Hood is a state of mind. You can create paradise wherever you are. Forget the fact that we moved out of the country and came to Africa. It was nothing but bush, all kind of wild stuff growing, fresh land. That stuff was chopped down and a plan was made and methodically over the last couple of years, we built something there. You can do the same no matter where you are. You don't have to come out to Africa. But see, what happens is there are many haters out here who you went out to have you ran. Yeah, I ran into my own paradise. And if I decided to stay into the United States and go to Louisiana or Texas or Georgia or whatever, I would have did the same thing. I would have found some land and built some paradise. I just got tired of being in the system. And that system, you think I'm missing it? It's not even in my mind. When I look at the news and see Joe Biden, when I look at the news and see Donald Trump, it might as well be Daffy Duck. And Mickey Mouse because I'm not up under them anymore even when I was there I wasn't up under them I have detached myself from any connection to them and I know I'm still connected as far as paying taxes and passport and immigration and all that we, we understand that but I'm not blaming nothing, no white man for nothing because I'm too great oh he getting beside himself he's saying great see them crab in a barrel Negroes, you can say whatever you want. That doesn't bother them. But when you exude and take the steps necessary to show your greatness, as the creator put the seeds of greatness inside of you, when you say that and when you do that, you become public enemy number one to your own people. And even when you go amongst the enemy, those that don't look like you, when they see that spirit inside of you, yes, they are not going to like it. But you're going to damn respect it. You're going to damn respect it because you know the obstacles that you put out there for me. You know the minefields that you put out there for me. You know the traps that you put out there for me. And I'm sitting here still strong, 60 years old, accomplishing on my own little level. But I am not letting nothing stop me. And if I live to 100, I'm going to keep stepping forward until I take my last breath. I'm not blaming no white man on nothing. I had enough decades to know how he moves, to know his tricks. Don't you know in the sport of boxing, if you fight somebody, it's supposed to be, well, I'm old school. I say 15 rounds, but now it's 12 rounds. And I win a unanimous decision. 
and it was kind of a close fight, but I won. The second fight is supposed to be easier. There's no reason why I should not get a knockout in the mid or early rounds. Why? Because I know the rhythms of my opponent. I have already been in the ring with him. I already know. Have you ever been with somebody where you live with them for a couple of years and y'all broke up and you run into him in the street and in your mind, yeah, I know how nasty your ass is. I know how you don't wash the dishes in the sink. You go to sleep and let it pile up. I know how nasty you are. I know how nasty you are when you wash clothes. You have a pile of dirty clothes and it sits there for a long time until you don't know which one. You know already. You know your opponent. You know the people you know. I know the enemy well. I've been in his system for a long time. Just like a little child who can mimic the mother or the father exactly the way they are. Because the little child had nothing else, nothing else to do except study the parent. When the little child asked the mother for something or the father for something, and they already knowing that no is coming, but when they say no, there's something else coming. And that child out of the sight of the mother or father when, mommy, can I have a cookie? And so the child mouths this out. No, you better go in there and clean your room first. And the parent is saying this, not knowing the child already knows. That child studied the parent and knows it. So since you have been in the system for so long and you know the moves of the opponent, you've lived under that regime for so long, what is your damn excuse? Since you already know what they do, how they move, how they hate you, want to kill you, how they want to keep you from opportunity, keep you from growing, keep you from manifesting. Since you know this, haven't you mastered him yet knowing what he's going to do? He, don't, he ain't going to know what I'm going to do. I'm keeping my thoughts to myself and I'm going to execute the plan because I know his next move. And so why am I saying all of this? Because there's some people who want you to keep your sailboat in the sail in one fixed position, even though the winds are swirling around. And you're not supposed to adapt. You're supposed to stay in one place. Well, let me read something to you that came to me 15 hours ago in a comment that I let come through. This individual copied and pasted the same comment on the video with Saucy Santana and the other one that said, many of us jump in too fast, which it didn't go through because it didn't let it through. But I let that one through and they, they picked the video from years ago. So they just want to slam, which showed me that there's some kind of vendetta behind it. Maybe it's somebody I knew. I see the name. I'm not going to put the name out because I ain't going to give them the attention they want. But let me read and let me explain why. Not why he wrote what he wrote, but let me explain where we're going with this thing on the Lance Gerv platform. But here it is. Lance, please stop wasting valuable time with these types of podcasts. There's greater issues facing the black race right now. We, the people, black, should be addressing the real immediate threats to our communities, I'm referring to the greatest threat to our civilization, our democracy, and that is white supremacy, white supremacists, white nationalists, elected and handpicked. 
political committees to include those inducted into our electoral college and those appointed, our family members, friends, neighbors, and work colleagues inducted into our militaries. Example, militias, National Guard, state police, race soldiers. White or black evil does not discriminate. Stay on point. Support black unity with money and voting. Voting, huh? Voting. Voting for what? You mean, and I'm not insulted because I get cussed out every day. Please stop wasting valuable time with these ty types of posts. When I, we had a show saying too many of us jump in too fast. See, I feel that we need to address the issues across the board on so many different levels, interpersonal, personal, and professional, how we see ourselves, how we deal with ourselves, how do we get ourselves better? And we need to talk about relationships with our families, with each other, in our marriages, with our neighbors. Well, if they're pieces of shit, keep them away from you. That's something that I'm going through now. Anyway, we need to be able to talk about all facets of our life. Because I'm not going to sit here all day. The white man, the white supremacist. Listen, again, I talk about boxing. Let the opponent worry about what, what I'm going to do. I'm not worried. I'm going to get hit in a fight. This is a fight. So accept that you're going to get punched and you're going to catch a blow. Hopefully your defense is up good where you don't catch as many, but I'm not going to sit here before the fight when the opponent has two hands and I have two hands and I'm worried about two, his two hands. Well, he better be worried about mine. I'm going to do my defense, but I'm focusing on my offense. I'm coming through you. Come all these years in this life and just that's all I'm going to talk about. Years ago, some bozo-looking fool told me, you know, we need to focus on white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. That's your whole life? I'm not living this life to be focusing on him the whole time when he done raped and robbed and set up a system and he's enjoying it. Of course, we know his world is coming down. But that's like a little brat in Walmart at this point, mad because the mama didn't buy cookies and ice cream. <laughs> And you know when they open the mouth wide, nothing comes out. No, that's not me. I command and demand of a better future. I command my destiny. I am the captain of my ship. And I should know how these rough seas go. Because I've been in them for so long. I've been in the system of white supremacy so long. But at what point do you take control of the wheel of your ship to navigate these shark infested waters to the victorious landfall on the other side of the lake? When? This is why I think this is an appropriate picture. Somebody who is so caught up in that. We know it's there. We know how it works. We should be moving through it smoother. We should be focusing on our offensive, what we are going to do. 
And when I say we, I mean those of us who have that common goal, even if we're not monolithic. We may not even eat some of the same foods. That doesn't mean that the few of us who have the unified mind and the common goal can't be unified that way to get the job done. You run your household the way you want to run your household righteously, and I'll run mine. But when it comes time for us to deal with the common enemy who has stepped into our subdivision, we all got to come out front with our rifles and our machine guns and defend our territory. And our territory right now mainly is the territory of our mind. Our minds are jacked up. How are you going to fight a war and you're not even in unison? You're not even in unison with yourself. I'm not throwing off with anybody here in the chat room. You see what I mean? But how are you going to get yourself together with other people to, for the greater good when you can't even think straight for yourself? That ain't going to happen. Yeah, you know it. White supremacy. Yes, we must get together and be a hypocrite online, not ever doing anything. Bozos, the bozos amongst us can be so convincing. And those are the ones we need to throw off the edge of the ship. You see, right now it's time to step up or step out. I committed to doing this show every night, five days a week. I've been late because, you know, I got some real life things going on. But nonetheless, I committed and I did it. Tonight might only be an hour because I haven't slept for two hours in two days. But you know what? I fought the natural urge to sleep. And I said, I'm going to do this. And I'm not going to do this week. I can fight a mule right now and win with the mindset that I'm in. Even though my body is fatigued and weak, I don't even let that whip me. And so now we're coming down to these stretches when that man's world is collapsing. Are we going to sit there and let the buildings fall on us? Are we going to get out? And it don't mean you have to leave and go to Africa. I keep telling people that. It's nice. We gonna have a little. We gonna have a little thing next year when y'all come out here. If you like it, fine. Come on out, eat, sleep, whatever. We ain't asking y'all for nothing. Just come on out, see what it's like. That's something we can do. If I had a million dollars to say, I, I bought y'all some land and built some houses for you, I'd do that too. And I ain't asking for nothing. I ain't gonna be tapping on your door at two in the morning. Hey, girl. I did that for you now. No, this is my time to build the legacy I need to build because I know it's right. But we know the game, but for so long, how long are we going to keep blaming the white man? We know what he did. We know his history. We know his nature. You see a bunch of snakes out in the backyard. You go out there with some some hot pants on and you you mad because the snakes bit you up. You already know the nature of the snake. So every night on the news, the same stuff. We look on Instagram. We look at these little memes. Mississippi principal called seven-year-old child boy a nigger. That's what they do. It doesn't even get me angry anymore because it's a distraction. So now we're supposed to kick in an automatic. Now, as long as they don't put the hand on the child, right? That's a whole other thing. But then again, but then again, for all of these dudes out here who call themselves gangbangers, who call them, yeah, I'm a thug, man. You know, I ain't going to take that shit. But you got people putting their hands on your children. 
You got pedophiles having sex with your children, violating. It's not even sex. That's like saying a pedophile is making love to a child. I don't even want to say, see, 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 I'm a grown man. I'll have sex. I'll make love. We can't even equate that stuff and say, well, here it's sex. No, 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 it's not. That's a, that's a major violation. We calling on the thugs. We're call, now, I'm not calling you a thug now. You know, uh, you call yourself that. So we identifying right now. I'm calling on the thugs and all the gangbangers to do the right thing in their communities to the point where we don't even need no police. And those who do the crimes against us, who don't give a damn about the overall, they will have a fear in their heart because that's swift justice. We need to police ourselves. We need to cleanse ourselves. There's too much riffraff amongst us and or get up and get away from these people who are half-assing it. These fake leaders out here who are chosen by other people and we roll with it because they say the few rhymes that somebody's killed and we're glad because they socked it to the man. The pressure valve called black leaders. That's all they are. Because if we didn't have those so-called fake-ass black leaders, maybe we'd fester up enough anger to do something to somebody. Like Malcolm X said, if you have a funeral on the south side, let's make sure there's one on the north side also. Even it up. That's what it takes. You think these so-called world leaders are thinking like we do? No. They preparing. They putting their money aside to get their artillery, their warships, their planes, their bombs right in place. And the whole world damn near set up that way. All of them. But you, where's ours? The little pieces of land that we had taxed on that most of the time we don't even own. But in principle, we can put our feet down and make people understand that you don't mess with those over there. You, you don't see them over there. What is it? Williamsburg, Brooklyn, the Jews over there, the Hasidic Jews. They practically own them streets. They took over. They police their own streets. And black folks that live one block over, over the boundary, that may be a little downtrodden. You don't go over there with that mess. And they're having major babies. They're telling us, oh, you can't have too many children. And really and truly, since we can't support them usually, because it's rough raising children, right? So we are discouraged, but the Jews are together in their own community having 10 and 12, 14, 19, 20 kids because they know the future lies in our children. And they will take over and run the businesses and take over into their own thing as we transition. That's a scary feeling. You getting older, you don't work the job, but you have nothing to pass on to your children. Can we blame the white man for that? Can we blame the white man for us staying on their jobs with our expertise and with our abilities that he needs us for, but wants to act like he don't need us? Why do we have such confidence when we're on his jobs and push our chest out? Yes, I'm working for uh, the John R. White Man Company. Yes, is it a uniform? Yes, see the big truck out there he gave me? But as soon as he fires you, the position that you have and the expertise that you have, you have no confidence. How the hell is that? No confidence. And we don't have confidence in the ones that used to work for them companies who are black. But they'll send their own in nepotism to, 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 to find out what you know so you can, that you can teach their nieces and nephews. 
your knowledge and they get a bigger position and bigger pay and kick you out and call you in temporarily as a freelance worker to solve their problems and you don't have stable employment. Why can't you make money on your own? Why can't we have our own infrastructure of professionals? I'm not telling anybody to leave their job instead of sitting here. Well, let's get up and protest. Look, we know money is needed in their system. So why not all of us who are professionals on all levels, while we work with these people, make an underground network of us. Now, I'm not one who has a profession or some skill like that, you know, but I have a slick mind. Why don't we get to know each other? Why don't we have an underground network of lawyers and doctors and, and, and teachers? All different types of professions, people who are in the healthcare industry, who, who, who are in the whole psych, you know, end of things. And, and with the money you make, if you if you can put together, let's just say, well, we know some of y'all are making good money in those professions, more or less. Why don't we buy out some buildings on one city block where the buildings are falling apart secretly and silently? Let's make that one thing, the thing we do, the things that you do. I'm including myself, but I'm saying I'm part of that family. I'm suggesting this. And let's take the next 20 years and do it. Why do we why, why do we mess up the next generation by trying to be a millionaire fast in this generation? If you take your time and do it in a way where your children can take hold of it. And of course, you know, your children out of 10 children, there might be three or four who you can trust to do that might be one. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be quite honest. Before my mother passed away, my father passed away in 1990. My mother passed away in 1994. And she was hip to the game. She's like, Lance, I'm leaving everything to you. The house and the little bit of investments that I have. Your brother, he's out there smoking. He ain't getting nothing. And it was still things that he got that she couldn't stop. You understand? Why, why do we have to? Oh, I got to be a millionaire. And then what? Have your children rear them up to be able to go into the businesses, set up your stuff. Why can't we all as professionals have one city block? Just one. Some apartments upstairs for some of our family and for them to work and have in those businesses up and down the street. One could be a supermarket. Prime food sold there, right? One could be a bakery. One can be a preschool. One can be a doctor's office. Another can be a lawyer's office. And it's to serve our community, no matter how far away they are, we serve them. But and I'm, it doesn't have to take 20 years now. You have the money, you can get that bad way together in five. I'm saying it to not stress yourself. I'm just throwing something out there. I wasn't even planning on talking about that. But why are we always going to other people? And then why are other people coming around us? Slowly but surely, other races of people choking off our neighborhoods and we worried about going to the club. And you disappointed when the club closes. Oh, man, man, it's a milestone, man. That club been around for when my granddaddy was here. It was under a different name, man, man. Stuff is changing, man. A club, y'all. 
that wasn't even owned by us. And you got the nerve to move your mouth and say your granddaddy used to go to that club and your daddy used to go to that club and you used to go to that club. And what in the hell do you have out of that out of three generations? So I'm corny now for saying we need to get people in certain professions together that may have a little bit of excess money and pull to take up a city block or two and house our children there as they go into their 20s. Because the fact of the matter is, when you look at the Jews, usually 99 times out of 50, which means every time, when those little Jew boys and Jew girls come out of that parent's house, they go into their own. They ain't going into no little flat where they got to go struggle and work for nobody else. The businesses are already set up and they go work for the business. And when they're younger, they're expected to work for the business. And when they're younger, they're trained for the business. Am I hating? No. I'm not hating on that. I'm hating on the lack of accountability that we have for our own. I'm not mad at them because they have worked hard, but they're not going to let it slip out. That's where, that's where we got a problem, right? And I'm, it's not really a problem. Do you expect for them to employ you? And if they do, it's going to be at a minimal level. Why are we asking for jobs when we are our own jobs? We need food. Why can't we have, to have it set up where we get our own food, cook our own food? Why don't we become the solutions to each other inward instead of looking outward to somebody else? I lived in Richmond Hill, Queens, right on the Jamaica borderline, right on 134th Street. Two blocks over, one block over is 135th. The next block over is the Van Wick Expressway. Any of y'all who've gone on the Van Wick Expressway came out of Kennedy Airport and came right up the Van Wick Expressway to Manhattan, you passed right through my neighborhood and didn't even know it. And it was targeted from the early 80s. We had the Eastern, no, uh, uh, the Guyanese. And they are from an offshoot of India, but they're not really accepted in a way, kind of, sort of. It's almost like those of us in the West who, because of the years apart from Africa, you know, we, we have our differences and many here don't accept us and vice versa. And many here do. But they're Indians, but they grew up in the West Indies in Guyana. And I remember from as early as 1983, 82, 84. There were a lot of them moving here. And I remember they used to make fun of them. When they first got to Queens, they targeted Richmond Hill, Queens. They didn't come here to the United States and say, well, I'm going to live in the Bronx and you get yours and you go ahead and live in Brooklyn and you get yours. And I don't care if you're over in Jersey. No, they targeted an area. And I watched this go on over decades. They would work the jobs that nobody else wanted to work. Security jobs low-paying security jobs, some old corny-looking uniforms, and they were all skinny-looking or whatever. They didn't put fear in nobody's heart. Folks were still stealing, walk right past them. You ain't going to do nothing. But they went to their job, and, and, and they actually pulled their money. I don't know of any of them that lived in an apartment. I mean, I'm in an apartment right now in a whole different country. What I'm saying is that with our networks, why should we even have to live in an apartment? If there's one of us who I know real good out the chat room, I said, Lance, I need a place to stay. And I said, listen, we're going to give you one of them rooms. Save your money. 
and take your time and find some property and take that money you saved and start to build. But you shouldn't have to come here and pay somebody else. That's my gift to you. See, so you may have a cousin that's an electrician that moves on out and we do the same for him and he'll do my electrical work. See, and I look out for him that way. Look what the Chinese do. They get a Chinese restaurant, a takeout joint, a hole in the wall joint in the hood. Do you know how many Chinese come from China, not knowing a lick of English that have to work in that business? And since you think they all look the same, they back there and they're not even eating the same food they prepare for you. And they always live upstairs from the place. So there's no commute. They can make it 24 hours, a damn near 24 hours. I have watched in Cam's Kitchen, which closed recently, I heard, which used to be on 135th Street and Liberty Avenue. I have watched, I, mean, I can't say generations, like generations, like I'm a hundred and something years old, but I have seen it. I've seen some come there and then they work there and you see them studying in their books. Later on, there was one that went and became a lawyer. He was a young kid, like about maybe 12 years old. As the years went by, we didn't see him no more. We found out that he had branched out and become this lawyer and he was serving his community. Anybody else want to come in and, and deal with his services? Fine. But one day we were out there. I never hung out, but I stayed out there for a while talking to some of the fellas. This joker drives up in a Lexus. I'm not caught up in a materialist, materialistic thing. What I'm saying is that he was suited down. He still said hi to us, hung out there with us. And he went inside, went inside the restaurant. And they were always close-knit, so it wasn't a shock that he was there, but he was suited down. And this is a lesson for me and all of us. He went behind the counter because his older mama had to go somewhere. He's like, don't worry, mama. I'll take over for you. It'll take you three hours to go and come back, no problem. And he took orders. A lawyer who had his roots there went back to the very thing in a humble way and took up the mantle and didn't miss a beat. What's your order? Half a fried chicken and pork fried rice? Okay. You want extra duck sauce? 10 cents each. Soy sauce? 10 cents each. Hot mustard sauce? Hey, man, you look like you still got your muscles. Hey, what's going on? You want something? No, I'm all right, man. Good to see you. Like, wow. See that? What about us? If we had that one block with businesses and our families can move upstairs in those businesses and just like those Guyanese Indians that came to America and targeted Richmond Hill when it was all black, all black. Where I grew up was all black and it was sweet in the 70s. Oh, I had a wonderful childhood. All of the characters, the fun we had, that's, that's the backbone of a lot of my stories. And when you see Jack Griffin and Kevin Clark come on and a few others who are kind of in stealth mode, they know what I'm talking about. But then they targeted that area. And those guys who did them security jobs and there was a family next door to me. Indians, Guyanese Indians, and they slept in the basement that you couldn't rent out. But they slept on the basement 
on daycare mats. You know, the little daycare mats when they have their little lunch break and they spread them out and they're probably like maybe two or three inches thick. And they thought that's what they slept on. I used to peek down in the window. I'm like, look at these jokers down there laying up like sardines, laying up like slaves in a slave ship. Farting and, and they did it. I'm not going to say it was 10. It might have been, it might, might have been eight, might have been 11. But it was their house that they all pulled their money together and they rented the upstairs part to get some real money while they worked the menial job, while they all ate out of one pot. But how many of us are going to do that? How many of us are going to take a step back and leave the amenities that we have on? A, I'm not going to say it's a selfish level, but we achieve these things. But if we take a step back and sacrifice together with, with a finite goal, it's not going to be indefinite. We all go in these susus or partners. You all know what that is, where you take 10 people or more and you agree every week we're going to throw a hundred dollars. And one person gets the first amount and that'll be the 900 and the hundred they have and the next person and the next person and the next person. And we don't have to go to a damn bank that's going to tell us no. This is a way of being self-sufficient. But we have to be accountable and we have to be responsible because some people take that money and run off. And so now they started to buy other homes, still working those jobs. A lot of them went to school. The kids went to school. The kids later on were the ones who are running the businesses. The parents worked so hard and stayed in the basements and them kids were down there, too. So they know hard work and sacrifice. Right. So now they started buying up properties and having businesses catering to their culture. So it's like little Guyana now up and down Liberty Avenue ain't nothing black in that neighborhood. Anything left behind that's black, they struggling. Because in that part of the infrastructure, you should see some of the beautiful homes that they didn't just rebuild. They tore them bad boys down and built it up and they have their own banking they have their own uh, uh, pharmaceutical. They have their own healthcare centers. They have their own lawyers. They got their own clubs. They got their own restaurants. Now it's to the point where the riffraff has come in. They got their little red light, light districts. Everything is there now, but money's flowing amongst themselves. And 40 years ago, those first ones that came through, they are older now. They might have been 20 years old, but they're 60 years old like me. And they walk like kings down and up and down the blocks and the streets that I grew up in. Am I mad? No. They showed me the way. And I just don't understand why we don't do this. And of course, I'm not 20 years old to say, well, I'm going to do this for 40 years. Well, I'll be 100 years old. But why can't we start no matter where we are? Pull our resources together. Target it and focus it in on. Y'all know in school when they taught y'all how to take a magnifying glass and hold it in under, uh, under the sun and direct those rays of the sun focused on a piece of newspaper and the newspaper burns. See, our problem is that we don't harness those rays of the sun in a focused way. We don't harness and see ourselves as one that way that we can save ourselves. But we want to blame the white man for, for where we are. Yes, he messed us up, traumatized us. Yes, we, but we understand what he did. What are we going to do? Somebody rapes your sister. And you a man and you find this out. What do you punk out? 
or you snuff that man off the face of this earth or leave him where he can't see. He, he, you poked his eyes out. You took a knife and dug his eyes out. You didn't push it deep enough to go to the brain, but you said, yeah, nigga, yeah, you ain't going to see nothing no more. I'm going to take you in the cell. I'm going to choke you. And I'm digging your eyes out. See, these people, we look at the white corporations and white businessmen. Those dudes are killers. We look at Chinese people. Yeah, right. Them dudes on a high level. And I knew somebody who was high up in the medical field out there in China. It was a black sister. That's his own story. It was a twisted story, too. But she got involved in the underworld out there with politics and different things. And she says the mafia can't hold a stick to the underworld politics of China. Them dudes are killers. And you need that faction in each community. I'm not saying necessarily the criminal faction. It's going to be there. But we need to be relentless with what we need to build because the enemy is looking to tear it down and been tearing us down and we never got a foothold. And they want to parade all these people and celebrities who have a little money and they made it and you can make it too. I can make it, but I'm not going to make it your way. I'm not going to dance to your tune. I'm setting up my own tune and I'm dancing to the beat of my own goddamn drummer. My drummer, not yours. My system, not yours. And if nobody wants to get down, I'll start my own system. And it may take me longer. And it may be one or two children that inherit it. Because all of them ain't going to really be responsible for it. Once they're tainted by the system and got a taste of it. That's why you got to keep your children away from all that shit. You don't see them Jew kids. Uh, oh, it's my, it's, you don't see no Hasidic Jews with the curls and the hat. Jew boys, Jew girls sitting up on Instagram. With one butt cheek up on the bathroom sink in a mirror and they arching their back and doing the duck, the duck thing with their lips. Holding up a phone. Name brand stuff. What you talking about? You know, name brand stuff. And chicks in the hood. I want my kids to wear the best. So you want them on the best plantation because name brand looks like the name of the slave master was branded on us, but we don't even realize it. So we still have the same slave mentality that we had then. Oh, oh, uh, my bag is Michael Kors. So it's the best. Oh, I got a coach bag. Mine better than yours. Come on. Okay. You know, you like little things, you earn it, but don't put your esteem in that. Mrs. Skirv has a lot of things that she used to purchase from before, before she ascended to a higher mindset. You see in the video, she got a little bag. Hey, wait a second. She a revolutionary. What's she carrying that bag for? She built him to throw it away. It's a bag. That's all it is right now. And she was never hook, line, and sinker because she got them thing in sales. But she ain't buying no more of that shit. We got things to do. She's a trooper. You understand? Where, where, how are we commandeering our ship through this life. Where will we be five years from now? We don't ask ourselves these questions. I don't say five years from now. I say, where am I going to be next year at 60 years old? I'm not doing it in no 10-year chunks. <laughs> I'm trying to skedaddle and hurry up to where I'm going to go. Now that I'm here. But I had a lifelong lesson on how the system works, and I don't want to get down with that no more. We need to make our own system and stop blaming the white man. We can do it. 
We can start out smaller. We can gain momentum. It could be two or three people. We can get two or three sisters in here and a couple of brothers. Let's just say it's just sisters. You ain't even going to tell me what you're doing. Get amongst yourselves and say, we're going to put so much together. And if you don't have it, you can help in this way or you can help in that way. Whatever resources you have. But our unity is always looked at as a bad thing. But when they do it, it's something great. And we sitting here waiting for reparations. We are our reparations. Yeah, hell, damn right. If they start passing that money out, my hand going to be right out in there. Pay me. Pay me for them 11 cops beating me. Pay me for the teachers trying to discourage me from manifesting the seeds of greatness inside of me. Pay me. But I'm not waiting for you. I'm not waiting. Because if I align, my, align myself with nature, the laws of nature, detoxing from that artificial system, you'll see things happen and begin to grow and begin to happen and manifest. But there's a trust in that. The world is not perfectly balanced. Man's world that we swear on that we're going to have stability and we're going to have security. No, it's not in that. But we know the mango is going to grow out in the wild. We know the animals out there are going to be living real good. We need to align ourselves with that and get back to our deeply spiritual practices on the good side. Not no Christianity, not no Catholicism, not no Islam, not no Judaism. Those books have wisdom in it. But the God you want to talk to is inside yourself. Talk to yourself. Wait for the answer. It will come to you. Stop going to these enemies for the answer for something that's higher than them. They can't give you what your creator, your life force, your God force, whatever it is, the most high. I don't know. Look, our brains are too small to encompass how great that force is. So let's not fight over the name. Let's detach ourselves from that. If I got a cell phone and I got a charger to put it into, you may call the charger something else. You might call it pancakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody else might call it shoes, but if it, it suits the same person. I don't care what you call it. I don't care. Are we effective in what we're doing? Are we in the same place or even worse than we were last year? Now, barring a medical uh, uh, situation or a death in the family, or some type of something that's a divorce or a breakup or some kind of change. Yes, you will sometimes fall back on that. I know I've fallen back. <laughs> I kind of revealed a little bit of my past. And so I, there's things I'm dealing with mentally right now. Sometimes that stuff takes years to deal with the residue in your heart. But while you have the residue in your heart or that toxicity in your heart from that relationship that you've been out of, but it still hurts because you think about the time that was lost, your feet need to keep on stepping. Don't stop. Yeah, I know it was a jacked up situation, but guess what? It ain't gonna stop me from drawing my pictures. It ain't gonna stop me from building my online empire, which will undergird when I start to do things on a financial level because people will know me. There were people who were famous that I dealt with years ago. Right? But Boyce Watkins act like he don't know me, but he sure loved my artwork on the sites back in 2007 and 2008. He told me he could never pay me. I said, listen, I just need the exposure. When I started to expand and get better, 
and started to write and to grow and get to be known. He didn't like that. I know he didn't. He didn't tell me. He just stopped dealing with me and said, well, here, here's a here's a blogger, a uh, 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 website that you can put your stuff on and, and we'll see how that goes. Anybody can look. You got WordPress and you got blogger. Blogger is like the cheapest thing. You can get it for free. You can load anything on there. What, what, where's it going? In other words, you ain't going to benefit from what I do. But, yo, you benefited from what I did. So I lurked and said, you know what? I'm going to go on YouTube when it came out eventually. I'm going to go on and I'm going to, I'm going to build myself up. So when it comes time to put my artwork out again, there'll be independent eyes on there where nobody can control and say, nigga, you're getting too good. I hate the shine you're getting. I can do my own thing. I stayed on these things a little too long. I'm so horny to draw. I got the pen in my hand. <laughs> That's how passionate I am for drawing. I get horny for it. And it's funny that the pen is P-E-N. All I have to do is put I-S and it's my penis. It's my metallic penis when I'm horny to drop and spill some ink on the paper. Ejaculate that ink. I know I'm playing around and I'm crazy right now because I'm tired. But you can do it. You have to think about these things first. Make your plan and execute it. And sometimes it may not work out exactly. That's why we have a sail on the boat or the wheel on the boat so we can navigate the waters. Don't get discouraged. Don't let these people try to make it seem like you can't do it. And there's a lot of fronting on social media. Just like there's a lot of fronting going on in the malls. People dress up and put their makeup and put on their best to go to the malls and everybody looks like they're rich. Holding their rent money and their mortgage money in their hand. Don't be fooled by that. Sacrifice sincerely. Forget the games that people put on out there as a facade and get down in the trenches and build your empire brick by brick by brick by brick. Even when it seems like you're never going to get there. I remember when I redid the house that I inherited from my mother, I took one hammer and you go to that neighborhood on 134th Street between 105th and 107th. Well, there's not the same people there. Many people died and left. But anybody here who knows me who will hear this, they will vouch for it. I took one hammer and gutted out the whole house and rebuilt it by myself. By myself. While my ex-wife was pre pregnant with our first child. And I had to hurry up. Because the mortgage company was not going to release the money that was in escrow. Until I had that second floor apartment finished. And I would come from work from Home Depot and come and work at night. Upstairs putting the walls in, had help with the electrical, doing the carpentry, doing all the different things, the tile work, dirty. You're pulling out lath boards. See, we got sheetrock now in the modern uh, uh, structures, but they had the thin lath board that they would nail in the wall, a little thin lath board, and the old houses had plaster over it because oil back at the turn of the century was cheap. See, there's a lot of things I know about that I don't talk about, but I've been through it. So I had to rip out the laugh board and the plaster and the dust and the dirt. Talk about having dirty boogers. 
It's like coal up in my nose. Insulation stuck between the beams. You put the plastic vapor barrier and the sheetrock over it and smooth it up. I thought I'd never finish. It was one night that I was so tired of digging out the laugh board and it was down on the first floor. And we had to sleep in different parts of the house according to what was done. And it was about maybe about a foot worth of laugh board. I remember I was so tired. I had my my heavy jeans on, my heavy boots, you know, because you're stepping on things. And this is this is New York City. And it was cold at this particular time, although I still had some of the windows cracked for air and to let the dust out. Had some heavy duty, thick sweater like shirts, heavy duty truck driver, thick Carhartt type stuff. I was so tired that I said to myself, I'm too tired to go upstairs. Let me just lay here for a second. And I fell asleep on the nails with the lath board and the plaster in the dust and the dirt. I laid there and slept. And it happened to me more than once, but it was one time I said, I don't remember saying God. I just remember saying something to whoever it was that got me here. I said, I'm never going to forget this. And whatever it is that I have to do in this life to get higher, no matter what it is, in this life, I'm going to keep on throwing punches because I still had the pain of my father and mother transitioning. And I came out of that crazy lifestyle and I said, I'm going to raise a family. And you heard last night or the night before what it ended up being. And here I am today, still ready to throw punches. If I'm a late bloomer and don't get to the super success for another 10 years, I don't rule success as that as the world does it. So let's get out of that. Because some people will have it and try to throw off on you. And when you have it, they won't have it. Focus on what you need to do for your mission in this life. It's guaranteed if you follow the laws. And that's why we have Positively Angela here on Monday night to tell you about the laws because she's absolutely correct. If you submit to yourself and follow these righteous laws, you will succeed. Your success may not come as fast as someone else's, but you will succeed. I know that. Leslie Grisby, how are you, my dear brother? I just happened to glance into the chat room. If I missed anybody, I'm not ignoring you. I'm in a zone right now. Like I said, I haven't slept but for two hours in the last two days. Haven't slept a wink since we did Sister Miko's show this morning. But the fire burns in my belly and I was all day tempted to fall out. And I knew I would overdo it and probably not even do a show. I'm like, hell no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this show. How they say it in the church, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> I was in that kind of mood. Oh, but I earned my sleep tonight. And we're going to come back stronger tomorrow. But stop. Blame, and I'm not saying stop blaming the white man. Uh, 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 blaming the white man is an old excuse. Like I'm defending him. Oh, stop. Leave him alone. He didn't do anything to you. Slavery was a long time ago. I'm not saying it in that spirit. But take that energy. See, he likes when you blame him. He likes when you focus on him. Because you ain't doing a damn thing for yourself. Turn that energy around and ignore his ass because they hate to be ignored. What are those blacks over there doing? They got quiet all of a sudden. And we shot down one of the kids. They ain't protesting no more. They got something up their sleeve. They moving a little different than they usually move. They've been hanging out with that damn Lance Curve. He's been a thorn in, the, in our side for the longest time. 
ever since he punched my grandson, Nelson Rockefeller, at Camp Treetops upstate New York in 1974 when he was 11 years old. We should have snuffed him then in the woods. <laughs> I'm good where I am. Things a little tight for the time being, but I'm good. We're moving forward with things. But I'm following the law and I'm submitting to all things that I know are going to bring me to where I have to go because I have a peace in my heart right now that I didn't have as much before. There is still pain. I'm not telling you when you follow the law, all of a sudden now the pain is gone. You're euphoric. You're ecstatic. You're orgasmic. Ah, no, you will have moments like that. But it's a struggle. But when we're in the war, we can get in the trenches and laugh and talk with each other and feed each other encourage each other instead of this thing of hating and leaving each other alone and I'm getting mine and you get yours. Now, like I said, there are people you will have to cut off. There are people you will have to cut off and let them know, uh-uh, I can't get down with you and your energy just because they black or sometimes try to use the passcodes of black talk to get into your heart. Watch them. Watch their traje trajectory. Watch their movement. You can't let everybody in. Because most out here are not really about it. Most. At least 51%, maybe 99%. I don't know. Somewhere in there. But you got to get with people who are proven products and or pursuing it relentlessly with a stick intuitiveness that that that, that borders on being fanatical, no matter what it is they do. Work ethic, work ethic, work ethic, accountability, accountability, taking no, no, no excuses. I had something to prove to myself. I'm getting up on this thing. And I said, I'm going to be fiery when I get on. I don't care how tired I am. You can find it in you to get the job done no matter what if you take care of yourself. So when you have to dig into your resources, it's there for you. That extra tank that other people think you don't have and your tank is low or empty, but you got an extra tank. You ain't running on no fumes. You're still going strong. How does he keep it up? What's, what's he made of? I took the negative energy that you threw toward me and transformed it over into something positive instead of it crippling me and me sitting there. Yeah, and I've said stories of things that have happened to me. Back in the high school of art and design when Mr. Belfour, that old white man, ripped up my artwork that I had, he said it wasn't good enough for the project. I was so angry, tears were coming down my eyes. Some of the white boys were snickering, like, oh, it made them cry. <laughs> if you know what I felt. And I caught one of the two of them out in the hallway after that. They knew. And I wasn't no tough guy trying to be no tough guy. But right now, <laughs> at this part of my life, I'm sorry. In certain situations, I'm just going to have to be that tough guy. And there's some times in your life where you're going to have to ball up your fist. You'd rather talk. You'd rather negotiate. You'd rather have this thing that's in your gentle demeanor. But you cannot use that thing on everybody. They'll take advantage of you. There's certain times in your life where you got to ball up your fist with the intention of driving your fist through the opponent's head, not tapping them, putting it through their head. 
Let the head fall where it may. Put that fist through their solar plexus. I don't care how much it hurts. You want to fight me? I'm going to fight you. I'm going to win. When you're a winner, nothing else enters your mind. Even if you take a loss because your spirit is not broken, you didn't really lose. Because with that spirit, you'll keep coming back. I'm quite sure all of us have some type of personal story or stories or a season or a year or even decades of a fight that we had to go through. But guess what? You shouldn't have no fear because you're right here right now. You obviously have an internet connection. You're obviously of a sane mind, whether we're a little stressed or not. So you defeated those situations. And if you're in it or in something now, look at the past victories you've had. Even if you didn't have a victory, victory, but you endured it and you came out of it. And you're going to blame this little weak, milk toast, little pink dick white man on ruling your world. Like this dude wants me to talk and vote and turn around and vote. Voting has nothing to do with the enthusiasm that I have in my heart to go after the vision that I project for myself. Vote. President Trump, when he was president or President Biden, he going to cut your front yard lawn. So I'm president and I'm going to cut your lawn. No, you got to cut your lawn. You got to wipe your ass when you take a dump. President ain't going to do that. You better get some food on your plate. President ain't going to do that. And we're caught up in a, a state of suspended animation, waiting for someone else and waiting for an entity to come and do for us what we need to do for ourselves. And we need to weed out them people who look like us, who ain't got a goddamn thing on their mind except to hold you back, gossip about you, and take pleasure in your failure. Best that you run solo until you can trust what's around you. Best you do it that way. Start with you. Unless you're suicidal, you ain't going to hurt you. You ain't going to bring you no pain. And you're your best buddy because you will be with you from the moment you were born until the time you transition. You're never alone. You have yourself. You have your ancestors speaking through you. Those voices and thoughts of guidance that come to you. You don't have to go to no shrink and no counselor, no white man's counselor. He's going to lead you the wrong way or stall you so you can keep coming back to keep paying that money. Just the way they do in their so-called healthcare system. Look at all the knowledge in this chat room. Master Glam, Mixed Genre Faves, Sister Oyala, all our sisters and, and brothers who know stuff on how to heal. That's who we go to. This is crazy. But we're not going to make any progress until we straighten ourselves out. How are you going to build a building with imperfect stones? We all crumbled up on one side and beat down and you put the stone down and it breaks and turns into powder. We'll never do that. Let's take care of ourselves first. Go down a list of what we want to do. Time is running out and it's an artificial construct. Yes, I know. But movement, just like they say here in the motherland in certain countries that the event starts when everybody gets there. So we are the time, but we are wasting that divine time by not coming together and doing anything. I've been tired all week. I ain't show my face. I showed it with uh, brother Neil Frazier. Ain't nothing looking wrong with me. I just want to 
be away from the camera for a little while. Tomorrow, if I get a good rest, I'll go up on the rooftop if it ain't raining. You know what I mean? Like, like I flow with this. Me and Skirt took a walk out. It was dark. I had my camera with me anyway, just in case. I got a ton of footage I haven't gotten off yet. I'll work on that tomorrow. I, and I, like I said, I'm going to probably sleep by 10, 11 hours. And when I wake up at the 11th hour, I'm going to stay there for another hour, staring up at the ceiling. Just listen to the voices say, get up, get up out that bed. And I'll be charged. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to sign off right now and I'm going to get some sleep. But I wanted to spend some time with my family who I love so much, who I can't get enough of, who I have to be with every day because you keep me charged up. I've been through a lot of disappointments recently and, and many years ago. And I have to say that everybody here is a big light to my, to, in, into my life. A big light. I mean that. I feel that. I just want to see y'all here. I don't want nothing from anybody that they can't give. Just give me a time, a little bit of time. Teach me the things that you know, and I'll share my energy with you. That's how we barter off righteous energy. I'm tired of this system. I want to be out of it even more so. If I can inspire somebody to do so, or you want to talk to me on a private level, you know my numbers. You know how to reach me. There's a young lady who's been trying to get with me. I'm going to take care of all my phone calls tomorrow. Sister Khadijah, if you're listening. And anybody else who's here, y'all know. Y'all can reach out to me. Sometimes it takes a little while for me to get back, but I'm just doing my thing. I always have something to show for my time. You know? It's not like, well, he ain't do this, he ain't do that. I feel an obligation as, as, a, as a form of thanks to the universe for me being here, that there's something that I have to do. Even if it's minuscule, I have to do it. If I can affect one or two people, 10 people, 50 people, five, no problem. It's all out of love. I've seen so many of my friends and so many of my acquaintances leave this earth. I guess it was their time. I can't argue with the supreme order of things. But while I'm here, many of them that I saw wasted their time, didn't do certain things that they had the talent to do. Uh-uh. I encouraged a young man today when I saw me and Mr. Skirb went, and we were up by the little small, it's a tiny, I can't even call it a mall. And he works in one of the restaurants, and he was telling me how you know, we were talking and he always comes to me like in, in a mentor kind of way, not officially where I'm going to mentor you at one hour every week, but he always comes to me and he always asks me things. And we were talking and he was saying how he loves to play the guitar, the bass guitar. And he told me he still lives with his mother. He has to be made like about 20 years old or something like that. Out here, the economy is really bad. He works in the restaurant and he's very, very, very um, courteous and all of that stuff. So I was telling him that when you take up things and undertakings like hobbies like that, because he plays the piano, he plays the guitar, that's a passion for him. And a lot of people make fun of him. They don't understand his passion. But I said, your passion can open doors for you. I said, don't you know that being young, when you take up multiple hobbies and different things, whether you're young or old, you create new brain cells and new ways to keep yourself young as long as you keep the enthusiasm in front of you. And he comes to the show. He watches it. He doesn't say anything. But he's like, yeah, I see everything that you're doing. You just turned 60 years old. <laughs> I said, my enthusiasm for life is what keeps me alive. So unlike the brother in the picture who's got his head down because he's blaming the white, and I'm just saying that, that picture, I don't know what he was thinking, but that's what I'm saying. He's saying, and he's up to it, up to here because the white man is keeping me down. No. So I told this brother, I asked him, I said, well, how much does it cost for a bass guitar? He said, oh, you can get one for a thousand. I'm thinking thousand dollars. That don't seem too bad. But he told me a thousand CDs. 
That's $100. So I said, listen, this is what we're going to do. Maybe there's somebody out there on my show who has one used, or maybe we can all, because you know things are super slim for me, but I'm still going to donate to him. I do a little show, a little interview and talk. When you see this young man, it's like $10. If 10 people had $10, that'd be enough to get him one and get a better one if you wanted to. So I'm going to do a videotape and premiere it or maybe do a little live stream out where, where he works. And I'm going to try to get the money up for him because that guy's phenomenal. A clean guy. You could see it. There's something about his spirit. I don't usually do stuff like that just to be, I know him, but I don't know him. You know what I mean? We see each other in passing, but we've been talking, but he told me that about himself. You see what I mean? So that's a beautiful thing we have to do with each other. And that's the energy that goes out that will come back to us. We have to understand that. We have to know this. We can't believe this. We have to know this. Look, you work two weeks on your job. You know you got a check coming for two weeks. <laughs> and if the day that they give out the checks, you showing up to work on that day off and, and you go in there empowered. Oh, hi. How are you doing, Lance? Yes, I'm good. Uh, I came to pick up my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't believe you're going to get the money. You know you're going to get that money. And I'm using money as an example, but it's the things that we're put here to do. And this world sucks those things out of our heart. And as soon as we have a spark of knowing that we can create something, here we do, we're defeating us. I don't know. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. We start defeating ourselves automatically. But we're going to blame the white man. No, I'm not letting the white man off the hook. I'm not getting soft. I'm going to say it again. We know what he did. We know how wicked the system is. I'm not letting them off for nothing. But like I said at the beginning, when I go through the hoods and the ghettos, all them ghettos and hoods I drove when I was in Orlando, Florida, if you've ever been there, don't believe Disney, don't believe Universal. Some nice places there, but there's a whole lot of grimy, dirty hoods out there. I'm not knocking the brothers and sisters, but some of them need to wake up. And that's not my job to say that to them because I don't say that no more. But you'll see a garbage can at the bus stop. And it's half full or one third full and piles of garbage around it. Did the white man do that to you? Oh, no, this is the hood, man. It's nasty out here, man. I got to go into, you know, I got to go where the white people go. They're going to move out. You play basketball and get that ball in the hoop all the time. You don't know, you shoot, you a dude, you sure don't know how to miss that vagina. Making them babies, you know how to get in that hole. And that's a lot tinier than the big wide open hula hoop opening of a garbage can. Huh? What the heck? Unbelievable. I'm going to rest, y'all. I want to go on for two and three hours, but I'm going to rest tonight. We're going to do something tomorrow night. Or in the afternoon, whatever, whenever it's gonna happen, we're gonna do it. Run a few chores or something like that. Come on in and settle down, get in front of these computers and design up some nice stuff, and maybe make two or three shirts. I, I'm over, I'm overwhelmed with with ideas. <laughs> I saw a comment in a in a financial um, tutorial thing, like you know, with with money and different things like that. You know, I was just scrolling through different things at one point. When I thought I was going to sleep, and it's a saying that I want to put on a shirt, and it says, some people are addicted to struggle over stability. I was like, oh, that's a T-shirt. I wrote it down. You hear? 
I got this receipt, this long receipt from the store, right? And Mrs. Skurve knows never when she sees a paper on my desk to throw it away because it's either a phone number or a saying or a passcode or some kind of something. And I got all this paper. Y'all can hear it crunched up right here, right? I got all kind of sayings over here. Well, let me see if there's another one here. Oh, I wrote the one down that Miko uh, said earlier today. He can cheat on me, but he just can't beat on me. I, I Write that down. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> Y'all think I'm playing. <laughs> Let me see here. Is there another one? I got so many here. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, these are ideas for shows. Okay, yeah. I'm a little computer, y'all. That's what's going to keep me on. I keep my brain well-oiled. I'm too, I'm too busy for a midlife crisis. I think I passed mid midlife, right? What is that, like from 50 to 60 or something like that? <laughs> the midlife crisis can't keep up with me. Like, we're try like when they're trying to serve papers on you for court, you know what I mean, and you're never home, well, we want to serve these midlife crisis papers on Scurve, but we just can't catch up with him. You won't. <laughs> you won't. You won't. Ah, Naima, how are you doing? Wow. I miss so many people just running my mouth, but I had to kind of kind of close my eyes and do this because I was I'm still fatigued. This we've been out here for an hour and 21 minutes. I feel like that's a short time. And some people do these little 10 minute, 15 minute. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's just a warm-up. But um tomorrow night. We're going we're gonna to tarry in it. We're going to spend some time. You're not a church folk. We're going to stay in all night and pray and tarry all night. Now, it ain't going to be all night. It's going to be longer than this one. But I just want to thank you for being here and know that I love you all. And um, does anybody want to say anything? Probably not, because I've been rapid fire doing this whole thing. But just for the sake of anything, I will drop the link here and wait maybe like 90 seconds. But we can get down tomorrow night, but I always do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, y'all, the midlife, midlife crisis. It can't catch me. <laughs> it can't catch me at all. Yeah, but I'm having so much fun. My thinking is clear. The momentum is there. I feel good. Fatigue will come. That's going to happen. That's natural, but I feel good. And um, thank you, Gina G. I love and appreciate you all, each and every one of you, in your own special way. It's not like I'm saying that, okay, everybody, all of you are... I have a relationship and connection with all of you and it's all in a special way and you're all special. You're all unique to me. You see what I mean? And I don't forget, you know? So yeah, Master Glenn, that big Aries energy. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's funny, right? Because this apartment, it has an open hallway. Like where my apartment is, me, Mr. Scurve, there's a hallway outside of it, but out, out in the hallway, it's a balcony, right? You can look out in the street. So it's it's only four units in this building. <clears throat> and the people upstairs, like when they hear me talking like this, because the windows are thin, got bars and everything over it. But they'll chill right there and listen to the listen to me rant. <laughs> I got the windows covered, but like they're doing it right now. <laughs> then when the show's over, like not all the time, but like like if they hear me like really getting down the rant and they'll come down the steps and They'll chill out right there. They don't say much or whatever, but I know what they're doing. What is this guy? He's always inside. So they never see me when I go out. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's in, in my internet service, I changed the name instead of a ZX so and so. No, landscurve.com. So people in the area, they all hit the website. 
<laughs> That's why you get these funny looks because they see the internet name. It's, that looks like a website. So whenever I go with my portable little pocket thingy, if I'm in the mall and people pull up their own internet to see that one, a lot of times they'll hit that and it's like free advertising. You know, it's like the Bluetooth advertising they used to do. I, I, I call it Bluetooth, but it used to be where like if you were at a stadium and I'm going to go after this, if you were at a stadium and you had a business, whether like you had a hot dog stand and it was on a particular corner and you had this Bluetooth thingy that popped up on people's cell phones as a text. Go to 140th and 3rd Avenue for the best hot dogs in the corner right there. Go here for the best pizza. Go here for that. So you had big games with, with, with countless thousands of people or like a classic or a, or a, or a spring break thingy. And you had this kind of thing. I don't know if they still have that, but that was pretty cool. You walk through a certain, it covers a certain area where all these people are and it pops up on their phone. So sometimes it's really late. You think nothing's open. Bing, it pops up on your phone as a text. Like, hey, I didn't know this pizza joint was open. And you go over there. So that's the kind of way you use technology. But my range is not far. It only goes as far as my internet. But in this building, I know. And people have translated. They say, you're always in there. You never talk. You never come out. Someone, did you go to America? We haven't seen you in three weeks. Nah. I'm like a ghost. I'm in and I'm out. Like coming in and I do my work. That's the way I am. But anyway, you all know I hate to go. I'm going to get some sleep. I feel guilty getting ready to go get some sleep, but y'all know that's what I'm going to do. You ain't gonna, look, I'll, I'll lay in the bed with the phone checking some things until I fall out, but you'll see me, but I'm not going to be up that much longer. All right. So anyway, let me, let me skedaddle. Let me go. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Much love.
away, take it away, feeling too good to me. Chilling all day, all in your space is where I wanna be. Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain wants you. I've been hanging by myself, asking for help, but nothing seems to work on you. Yeah. Give 